came to sit with me. I have a very, very, very special guest with me today, and I'll introduce her a little bit later. But I just want to say that, you know, I've always been one to pretty much stay in my own lane. You know, it never just dawned on me that I should get in somebody else's lane. There were times when I have swerved over a little bit, but you know what? I came right on back to my lane. And there have been times when folk have swerved a little bit into my <laughs> into my lane. Well, I'm confident in my own lane. Today, y'all, we're going to have a conversation about confidence. And when I think about confidence, I think about how confidence is fluid. It goes up, it goes down, and y'all, it's just subject to change. Y'all know I like analogies. When I think about confidence, I think about liquid or or fluid, and I think about how liquid or fluid takes on the shape of its container. You know, it's like water, you know, how it's just vital to life. And I think about confidence being vital to our life. And I think about our confidence taking on the shape of our environment. So today I got my friend, his friend, my daughter, my <laughs> chica, my amiga, Trinity Joy Nicole, who will be 18 next week, y'all. <laughs> 18. She has a week and a day to her 18th birthday. So I know she knows a little bit of something about confidence. So Trinity Chisholm, say hello to the people. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about confidence. And as I said earlier, I think that um, confidence takes on the shape of our environment. And when I say that, I mean what we're around, what we hear, what we smell, what we think, what we feel, you know, how I talk about those portals all the time. I think it takes on the shape of what's around us. What do you think about confidence? Do you think confidence is fluid or do you think it's something that's just always the same or or something that that's never changing what do you think about it um i think confidence is fluid um and confidence is fluid mainly because we're people we're ever-changing people we're continuously changing our environments are continuously changing so our confidence is going to continuously change because who we are is going to always change so we always have to become comfortable with who we are so it's definitely something that's fluid Yeah. You know, I think about times in my life when I have not been confident. And a lot of times in those instances, I wasn't confident because I was comparing myself Mm -hmm. to other people who may not even have been in the same lane as me. Um, I think about sometimes when others have projected their insecurities on me. Those were times when I was not as confident as I should have been. And I think that for the majority of my life, I've been pretty sure of who I am. I've been certain in my own abilities, 
But there have been times I know in my life where I felt small. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it wasn't because somebody projected their insecurities. A lot of times because I was looking around and comparing myself. Have you ever in your life gone through some times? And I'm pretty sure you know this, the answer to this, but mm. uh, where you've felt, you know, less confident. For sure. Um, especially in like this world of social media, it's really easy to open up an app and see the highlights of everyone's lives and, you know, talk to different people and they tell you, Hey, I'm doing this or I'm doing this. And and then you look, you look to yourself and you kind of look in the mirror and be like, Hey, am I, am I on the right track? Because they're at this point in their life and I'm not. So it's, it's, of course I have, I have done that a lot. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, you have to really just be introspective and check yourself for sure. Yeah. And you know what? I think about how kids, you know, cause I'm always studying child children's mm-hmm. behavior. Children, a lot of times are born with confidence. Yeah. You know, they don't have inhibitions. They don't really have fear. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, wondering what is it that we, the adults, a society, what is it that we do to cause them to lose that ability to be sure of themselves? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know sometimes, of of course, with protection, you know, we want to make sure they don't get hurt or whatever. Right. But what is it that we do as the adults around Mm -hmm. or, or just the people that are around to cause you know, younger people, or even, you know, like I said, children mm-hmm. to lose the, sh- the assurance that they have? Um, I think because kids are some of the most like imaginative and like they, they, there are really no limits to how they think and how they imagine. I think sometimes something as little as saying, you can't be that, you know, when you grow up or something as, you know, as big as saying, now, you know, good and well, you can't do that. Some stuff like that is what stifles their ability to continue to have that confidence in in saying, you know, I have this so I can do this and I have this so I can do that. And I think as adults, that's something that people can learn from children is um, not the unrealistic aspect of it, but the fact that they can look at something and say, hey, I can do that or, hey, I have enough confidence in myself. So sometimes things just as little as as doing that is something that could really just stop a kid from having that certain um, that certain confidence about certain things. And when I think about that, I think about how oftentimes, you know, children aren't fearful, mm-hmm. but then they become fearful. Right. And then we spend sometimes a lifetime mm-hmm. trying to get over fear. And I think that we rob children sometimes of their confidence mm-hmm. by instilling fear in them. I don't know if you agree or disagree with this, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I've been saying to myself that fear is a liar mm-hmm. <laughs> because fear will stifle you, will keep you from doing things that you want to do. It'll rob you of potential and you'll just be sitting forever because you're afraid. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> when we're young, you think you can go out and conquer the world right? and then boom, fear just takes in. Do you have any ideas as to why this happens? Um, I definitely think sometimes in those kind of situations when you have an adult and child situation, a lot of times adults have, you know, they're like, you know, I've been where you are or 
and they know certain things or certain experiences. And, and, you know, it's kind of like that thing, you know, how you say, you know, I'm, I'm telling you my experiences so you don't have to go through them. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, um, kids, kids, sometimes they don't see the world that an adult sees it because an adult sees the world as, you know, the way that it really is. And, and kids don't see things as black and white. They see things in color. They just see things bigger and better. And so sometimes, um, I think a lot of times adults will sometimes project their fear of what their child may do or, um, the experiences that their child may have to go through. And so sometimes that can, that can ultimately stop a child from doing certain things and therefore they grow up and they're always, and then they're fearful about what's out there in the world because they've had an adult tell them, you know, this, 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 and this can happen to you if you're not careful. And yes, it's good to be aware, but never should that awareness change into fear or stop them from going after what they want. So do you have any advice? I'm your mother. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for you know, my generation or mm -hmm. parents who are protective, mm -hmm. but not necessarily um, trying to restrain, but who are protective of their children in a way of uh, saying to them, hey, um, you know, you shouldn't do this because the consequences of this um, may be great or you shouldn't do this. I mean, what would you tell a parent? Mm -hmm who is always, I guess I, I, I'm just be honest with, with, you know, mm -hmm. our friends that are out there. I am always saying, Hey, you need to check yourself. You need to judge yourself. You need to look at how things are, um, how your, how things are pan, panning out. You need to be intentional. I am saying these things to you all the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, what would you say to a parent or what would you say to, um, someone your age who maybe their parent does this or their parent pr uh, projects their insecurities or projects their fears on them? What advice could you give or how does that make you feel? I think too, like as, as far as parents and like children are concerned, it's dependent upon like the situation and the child for sure. Because if a parent knows their child is a certain way, then they're going to say certain things. And if they know that their child is built or is, apt to do certain things, they're going to say certain things regardless. Now, as far as children taking that, I think, and this is something that I have to work on, I think we have to realize the intent of adults. Um, sometimes it's it's hard to hear that, hey, like, you may need to choose a different path because, you know, this this may not be the path for you and per se, because sometimes adults can see things, can see the path, you know, faster than we can. And sometimes as kids were so focused on, hey, they're trying to stop me from what I want to do. But instead, we probably have to think about the fact that, hey, they're just trying to help and not so much as they're trying to stop us. And so I think if we tackle that, that, um, that energy of like argumentative and focus on the intent of the actual um, advice, then people will probably not have as much, um, as much things like stifling them from moving forward. Mm -hmm. If we can be honest and if we can be transparent mm -hmm. and go back to the whole confidence, uh, subject area. I remember one time we were somewhere mm -hmm. and, um, we were talking about something that you had participated in and 
um, from so many different people. You had been applauded, but one particular group has so many different things to say about it. And I remember you saying to me that every time I left or every time I leave this uh, group or this this place, I leave self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, in a situation as such, when you know that you're going to have confidence killers mm-hmm. or people who don't see your potential or people who have their own ideas of who you are to be, mm-hmm. what would you say? I mean, cause you're older now right? and you're a little bit more verbal now than what you were back then. <laughs> and I think people know that, right? but if you had the opportunity, if you were in that situation today, mm-hmm. how would you respond to that entity? Um, I'm, I'm not necessarily sure how I would respond. I think it would be dependent upon what, 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 you know, people would say, but I think in those kind of situations, you have one or two, one of two options, either ignore it or say something back. And I think a mistake that I've made is choosing to ignore it all of the time, because having the ability to ignore it is good because, you know, you have the biggest power, which is to, you know, restrain yourself from, from hearing, you know, bad things come out of someone else's mouth. But sometimes the the best thing that we can do to combat somebody saying um, unnecessary things or rude things to us is to say something that first time and and then ignore it. Because if you don't say it that first time, then it gives the leeway for them to think that they can continue to say it. And I think as people, we always say, you know, just brush it off, ignore it. You know, when somebody says something to you, don't listen to it. Don't listen to it after the fact, but you have to say something at first, because if you don't say something, then then it becomes a thing of I'm hearing all these things, but I'm not using my power to defend myself. And then there's and then that's an issue. So I think for sure um, you have to do you have to do both. You have to say something that first time and then give yourself an opportunity to just be like, hey, I said something. And if they don't feel convicted by it then that's them. But at this point, you know, I, I don't really care anymore. So I think it, it takes a lot of work to get to that, that space though. And I think you're at that space when you are sure you have self-assurance. Right. You don't really, you're not really moving. I think a lot of times we're bothered. I, I guess I can go back to when a student told me to educate the offender. Mm-hmm. You have to consider the role of the people in your life and whether or not what they have to say mm-hmm. is of importance to you. Right. Um, Cause you know, some people are just going to be ugly cause that's who they are mm-hmm. and they have some own, their own inner issues. And then some people that's not their intent. And I think when it's not their uh, intent, um, I think we have to educate them. Mm-hmm. And when I say educate them, just like you say, you say something the first time. And then once you've educated them, if they do it constantly, if they constantly say these things, these confidence killing type of statements, if they make constant, they constantly make those statements to you, then you know, it's in their heart. Right. And then you know that mm, maybe this is not someone I want to be around that right. often. If every time I leave, I'm going to be self-conscious or my confidence is going to be weakened. Um, I want to say that I think you've done a good job now that you're older. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes 
when we're around people. Like I said, we consider their roles. Mm -hmm. And when we consider their roles, we're afraid of losing. Mm -hmm. But I think when we get to a certain point in our lives, we have to protect ourselves. And we have to protect the space of our minds because I believe, honestly, God wants us to be confident in who he's called us to be. Mm -hmm. And if we're constantly around people or if our environment constantly belittles us, Mm -hmm. then we got to change it. We got to move because our confidence, again, it's it's fluid. It's changing. It takes on the shape of the environment that we're in, unless you are so self-assured. (laughs) <laughs> that you um, affirm your own self, mm-hmm. um, you, you 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 can sometimes lose out. Um, and I think also sometimes uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be someone who kills our confidence. We can do it ourselves. Yeah. And again, we talked about a little bit earlier how comparison, you know, um, I, I've compared myself, you know, you know, of course we're in different generations, but I remember... Uh, being somewhere where I was credentialed to be there. As a matter of fact, I had more right to be in the space than most people that were there. Mm -hmm. But I found myself comparing myself. And I remember wanting to shrink as if you don't belong here. Mm -hmm. And I think about that sometimes. And I think about how I get upset with myself sometimes because I'm like, why did you do that? Um, Why did you feel this way. And sometimes when I'm being introspective and I'm examining myself, I'm saying, you know, why is it you feel lower than these people? Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause I can't say necessarily that they've projected that on me. Right. And I think sometimes it's because of societal, um, unspoken, unwritten, um, you know, not rules, but just the whole idea of you're supposed to be subordinate. And what would you say to someone like me who sometimes judges themselves so harshly against what society says they should be? Um, I think, you know, like in, in your instance, I think sometimes when we're in a, when we're in a space and we are in every right supposed to be there, I think sometimes it's easy to kind of like in, in this society, we kind of confuse like there's there's like a really, really thin line between humility and like braggery. And so like we are constantly in battle, like 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 ping pong, just constantly going back and forth like, OK, now if I speak up now and, you know, I let them know what I know and, you know, I say this, this and this, they're going to know that I'm supposed to be here. But at the same time, we're like, okay, but society tells me to be humble. So maybe I need to sit back and, you know, let everyone else speak, even though they they brought me here for my voice. But maybe I need to sit back and kind of reserve myself. So I'd say in, in that kind of position, just kind of like realize, one, that you're supposed to be there. And, and, and two, that you know, a part of, a part of being humble is not just, um, allowing people to step over you and not saying anything. I think, um, that you, you don't have to be braggery to, to, to say what you are supposed to say or to do what you're supposed to do. And I think a lot of times we, people struggle with that a lot. Um, and so I think if you find that space, kind of find that, 
that spot where you're comfortable, where you're confident in the space where you can say what you need to say, but you're not saying too much, then I think it's definitely a personal thing that you have to just look with inside yourself to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so as we're getting ready to close, I heard you say towards the end, look with, look inside yourself. Mm-hmm. But I know that you have had a lot of friends to come to you or associates to come to you and say, why are you so happy? Or mm-hmm. why are you so cheerful? You know, because perhaps they see something that they don't have in themselves or um, they don't get why you can be so joyful. What would you say to someone who does not have it in themselves mm-hmm. or who does not have that? What would you say to them if they don't even have, because I also remember one time that you were somewhere and um, they asked you, what will you do? And you said this and they said, well, I'm not talking to you. Some, I don't want you to say that kind of stuff because these people don't have that. Mm-hmm. But what would you say to people who believe that they don't have that or that they, they can't get what you got? What would you say in closing to people who don't have what you have and what is that that you have if you don't mind sharing um i'm 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 definitely a person that what, what is it have have glass glass full half glass empty um so i've always been even when i was younger i've always been able to look at a bad situation and pick out the one good thing and I think as humans, if we are able to do that, even even when we look at ourselves, we can look in the mirror and see all the bad things and we can pinpoint every little thing that is wrong. But if we just look at look at ourselves and be like, OK, but I've got a wicked, amazing smile. Certain things like that are what can 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 ultimately down the line become just your personality and just who you are. And it takes a lot to look at a bad situation and find that one good thing. But when you take the time out to do that and you take the time to look at your day and figure out, okay, to what went well today, instead of saying, I did not accomplish all this stuff today. No, what did I do? What did go well? Then we can take the time out and we can applaud ourselves because I think a lot of times at the end of the day, we forget to applaud ourselves because we're so busy focusing on what I didn't do who I could look like, who I could be. Okay, well, applaud who you are today and sit down and take a moment to say, okay, I didn't do this, but I did do this. I do have this that other people don't have. And I have accomplished this that other people have not accomplished. And I think once we learn to applaud ourselves and once we learn to rely on ourselves, because a part of confidence is also being confident, but a part of the definition of confidence is relying on yourself. Can you, re- do you have confidence to rely on yourself to applaud yourself at the end of the day? And I think when we build that up and when we learn how to do that, I mean, we are limitless in what we can accomplish. Mm, that's good. Well, I don't think I need to say much of anything. <laughs> I think you've pretty much taken us out, but I want to say this before we do go is Trinity. I have confidence in you. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that's the reason why I am so hard on you. And I know that sometimes it comes across as my mama is a beast, but it's because I am so confident in your abilities. I know what's in you. I know um, that you can accomplish anything you put your mind to because you do it sometimes in 
milliseconds. Mm -hmm. I just want you to know that I at one time was that girl who could um, wait to the last minute to do it. But I also know now that as an adult, that had I put in more time, boy, when people sing my praises, when I put in a second, just think how much or how great whatever it is you have the opportunity to do would be if you actually put in more time. But I am so grateful to God that you have the confidence that you have, that you have the ability, that you're confident in the abilities that you have. But I want you to know that um, you can do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, You can be anything, but I want you to be who you're supposed to be, you know? And so y'all, I gave y'all a little window in. I think that's all I'm going to give you today because it's about time for us to go. I thank y'all. And I thank my very special guest, Miss Trinity Joy mm-hmm. Nicole Chisholm, for coming and just spitting some of her knowledge and some of her wisdom, you know, because we can learn from those that are younger than us, even if they are our children, they have something to say. So, y'all. It's time for us to go, but y'all know that you can always find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And you know what? I'd like to hear from you. You know what? Why don't you send me an email at thegathering555 at gmail.com. Hey, y'all. I'll see y'all later. Bye-bye.